Chapter 25, Part 2 of The Wonderful Adventures of Nils by Selma Lagerlof, translated by Velma Swanston Howard. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Gerald Moe, Tucker, Georgia. The Flood, the New Watchdog. There was this at least to be said in the swan's favor. When they saw that the wild geese had escaped, they were too proud to chase them. Moreover, the geese could stand on a clump of reeds with perfect composure and sleep. Nils Holgersson was too hungry to sleep. It is necessary for me to get something to eat, he said. At that time, when all kinds of things were floating on the water, it was not difficult for a little boy like Nils Holgersson to find a craft. He did not stop to deliberate, but hopped down on a stump that had drifted in amongst the reeds. Then he picked up a little stick and began to pull toward shore. Just as he was landing, he heard a splash in the water. He stopped short. First he saw a lady swan asleep in her big nest quite close to him. Then he noticed that a fox had taken a few steps into the water and was sneaking up to the swan's nest. "'Hi, hi, hi! Get up, get up!' cried the boy, beating the water with his stick. The lady swan rose, but not so quickly, but that the fox could have pounced upon her had he cared to. However, he refrained and instead hurried straight toward the boy. Thumbietot saw the fox coming and ran for his life. Wide stretches of meadowland spread before him. He saw no tree that he could climb, no hole where he might hide. He just had to keep running. The boy was a good runner, but it stands to reason that he could not race with a fox. Not far from the bay there were a number of little cabins with candle lights shining through the windows. Naturally the boy ran in that direction, but he realized that long before he could reach the nearest cabin, the fox would catch up to him. Once the fox was so close that it looked as if the boy would surely be his prey, but Nils quickly sprang aside and turned back toward the bay. By that move the fox lost time, and before he could reach the boy, the latter had run up to two men who were on their way home from work. The men were tired and sleepy. They had noticed neither boy nor fox, although both had been running right in front of them. Nor did the boy ask help of the men. He was content to walk close beside them. Surely the fox won't venture to come up to the men, he thought. But presently the fox came pattering along. He probably counted on the men taking him for a dog, for he went straight up to them. "'Whose dog can that be sneaking around here?' queried one. "'He looks as though he were ready to bite.' The other paused and glanced back. "'Go along with you,' he said, and gave the fox a kick that sent it to the opposite side of the road. "'What are you doing here?' After that the fox kept at a safe distance. Presently the men reached a cabin and entered it. The boy intended to go in with them, but when he got to the stoop he saw a big shaggy watchdog rush out from his kennel to greet his master. 
Suddenly the boy changed his mind and remained out in the open. "'Listen, watchdog,' whispered the boy as soon as the men had shut the door. "'I wonder if you would like to help me catch a fox tonight.' The dog had poor eyesight and had become irritable and cranky from being chained. "'What, I catch a fox?' he barked angrily. "'Who are you that makes fun of me? You just come within my reach and I'll teach you not to fool with me.' "'You needn't think that I'm afraid to come near you,' said the boy, running up to the dog. When the dog saw him, he was so astonished that he could not speak. "'I'm the one they call Thumbietot, who travels with the wild geese,' said the boy, introducing himself. "'Haven't you heard of me?' "'I believe the sparrows have twittered a little about you,' the dog returned. "'They say that you have done wonderful things for one of your size.' I've been rather lucky up to the present, admitted the boy, but now it's all up with me unless you help me. There's a fox at my heels. He's lying in wait for me around the corner. Don't you suppose I can smell him? retorted the dog. But we'll soon be rid of him. With that the dog sprang as far as the chain would allow, barking and growling for ever so long. Now I don't think he will show his face again tonight said the dog. It will take something besides a fine bark to scare that fox, the boy remarked. He'll soon be here again, and that is precisely what I wish, for I have set my heart on your catching him. Are you poking fun at me now? asked the dog. Only come with me into your kennel, and I'll tell you what to do. The boy and the watchdog crept into the kennel and crouched there, whispering. By and by the fox stuck his nose out from his hiding-place. When all was quiet he crept along cautiously. He scented the boy all the way to the kennel, but halted at a safe distance and sat down to think of some way to coax him out. Suddenly the watchdog poked his head out and growled at him. "'Go away, or I'll catch you!' "'I'll sit here as long as I please for all of you,' defied the fox. "'Go away,' repeated the dog threateningly, "'or there will be no more hunting for you after to-night.' But the fox only grinned and did not move an inch. "'I know how far your chain can reach,' he said. "'I have warned you twice,' said the dog, coming out from his kennel. "'Now blame yourself.' With that the dog sprang at the fox and caught him without the least effort, for he was loose. The boy had unbuckled his collar. There was a hot struggle, but it was soon over. The dog was the victor, the fox lay on the ground, and dared not move. "'Don't stir, or I'll kill you,' snarled the dog. Then he took the fox by the scruff of the neck and dragged him to the kennel. There the boy was ready with the chain. He placed the dog collar around the neck of the fox, tightening it so that he was securely chained. During all this the fox had to lie still, for he was afraid to move. "'Now, Smyray Fox, I hope you'll make a good watchdog,' laughed the boy when he had finished. End of chapter 25, part 2 Recording by Gerald Moe, Tucker, Georgia